0: N-Y-Y-S-T This is New York, Yankee Sports Talk Swinging for the fences, knock it out the park This is New York, Yankee Sports Talk Christian and Chris, of course S-G-R This is New York, Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York, Yankee Sports Talk Record, rain and shine, grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T, you're hanging with the fellas
1: Welcome back. This is episode 284 of the NYYST podcast, and we are live on NYY News TV. I'm your host, Christian, as always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You! And we sent him into outer space. That's why you can't see him. S-G-R. Hello, what up? Over. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, how you feeling, buddy? Doing good. Doing good, guys.
0: Just jump, I'm in a spot right now where I'm in recovery. And sitting isn't the easiest thing to do, so I'm just gonna fucking do it. So, so he's in, naked in bed. and he's gonna yank during the show. I am, I am also not wearing. Any right, if
1: you're gonna if you're gonna tube in during the show, please make sure mm-hmm. that your camera's off. On please make sure we're on a break. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I got to give a shout out real quick to my son. I promised him. Uh-huh. He's got his nebulizer on. He's not feeling well. We're hoping he's had some breathing issues in the past. We had a, the scariest night of my life. Had to call 911 in December. Starting to have like a little bit of those symptoms. Oh, so I told him we'd shoot him out.
1: You shoot him? Shoot him out. Don't say that. Shout. Shout him out. Shout him out. Get better Shout him out. Yeah, that's uh, him. We don't want to make that error. No, nope. uh, Absolutely not. Uh, on Memorial Day, we want to thank all the veterans. uh, you know, we'll get started with saying thank you to all the veterans. This is the uh, land of the free because of the brave and to all those that make the ultimate sacrifice in defending our country. Whether you agree with what's going on or not, those people still put their lives on the line for us. And uh, we thank them for that. And also, um, you know, we would be remiss if we didn't take at least a second to uh extend our deepest condolences to the parents of those children that were senselessly massacred, uh, in Texas during the week. We're not, we, This is not going to be a podcast where we get into gun control debate as yeah. a parent. Uh, it absolutely breaks my heart that those poor babies had to suffer that fate. And, uh, we do we just want to say that we are, you know, we are thinking about you and I know people are like, Oh, thoughts and prayers, but yeah, it, it is thoughts and prayers, man. And it's, it's what you can do and just, you know, just hopefully that something will be done to to kind of stop these things from happening so yeah i know a little downer to start the show but uh you know it's kind of just stuff we got to touch on here and um we'll get into it here uh the yankees were off today on memorial day kind of a weird thing for uh, the yankees not to be playing baseball on memorial day they also won't be playing baseball on 4th of july which is kind of silly as well i mean the schedule makers in major league baseball uh kind of blew it there i guess you could say although it was nice to just have a day with the family and not have to be stressed out by this freaking team yeah i guess uh yeah. but uh yeah so the yankees just concluded uh a four game series in tampa where they split a very disappointing split i mean if you would have went into tampa on thursday before first pitch was thrown around, i could have told you you are getting two out of four you would have taken it but after you get the first two and then you don't walk away with another one, it's a disappointing weekend in
2: Tampa. And Garrett Cole <laughs> still hadn't
1: pitched. And Garrett, yes. And Garrett Cole, uh, I guess we could start there because uh, N- Nester Cortez and Jamison Tyone really were fantastic in the first two games of the series. Uh, they combined to go 16 innings and allow one run. And Nestor, Nestor was the one that gave up the run, but uh Boone let him start the ninth inning. He allowed the leadoff batter, and then the bullpen allowed the, the, that uh, runner to score. But uh, you know, it goes against his ledger. But sixteen innings, one earned run from Tyone and Nestor Cortez. I mean, he, it was absolutely brilliant pitching by the both of them. And then, you know, who's been? I get. How do you want? How do I want to say this properly? Who's been Garrett Cole's? Who's been a bigger supporter of Garrett Cole than
2: me? Oh, let me set this. Let me set it up by saying this that (laughs) even when Garrett Cole has had his struggles, you've not only defended him, but you've been the most level headed and said, it's still early. He gets off to a slow start. You're not willing to give up on him. So to set it up that way and to say what you're about to say here is almost like you're. Picking at the smallest thing, I think it gives you some credibility because you're the last person who wants to right. throw Garrett Cole under the bus. That's
3: right. Okay, credibility. Also, super chat Zach Brownish. Okay, love you guys and the N.Y.Y. News TV team. <laughs> June twenty fifth, L.F.G. Okay, I don't know what that acronym. Okay. is. Okay, let's fucking go. Okay. Oh oh oh. Okay. Okay. All right. And thank yeah, you to everyone you
2: wishing my son, uh, wishing my son well. I appreciate it. He appreciates it. And uh, Jack, love you, buddy.
0: Christian, I'm so glad you brought that up, and I hope you're bringing it up because of that retweet someone had at you this uh, the other day.
1: I mean, uh, yeah, yeah
0: that triggered me to Look, see that because you're the you are one of the few that were were always always on team team Cole, and you're you're never really one of those that would would blindly just bash the guy.
1: No, I don't blindly bash Cole. But before the the game started, I unleashed a series of tweets. Kind of going at him a little bit because I don't think I was off base in saying that Garrett Cole is the currently, as we sit here on May 30th, Garrett Cole is the weak link of the Yankees' rotation. I don't know how Seve's ERA changed because he gave up two over six, I think, yesterday. But going in, and I think they were only by like one point off. I think Cole was 331 and Seve was 330. I don't know how it changed, but going into the game on Saturday, Garrett Cole had the highest ERA of the five starters in the Yankee rotation. So I don't think it was off be- out of bounds to say that Garrett Cole has been the weak link of the Yankees rotation this year. I also don't think, based on performance-wise, where you can honestly say every time every one of those guys is taking the ball, they have not blown up. But Garrett Cole has had a couple instances this year, Detroit mainly, when he, when he couldn't get out of the second inning, where he's blown up. So to question him, going into that start, I feel was very fair. And I also feel that saying that it was a huge start, it maybe was a little hyperbolic saying it was the biggest start of his Yankee career, but it was certainly, in my opinion, was certainly one of his biggest starts considering that he has had an uneven career here, and that's being fair, very uneven. He has some big performances, had some bad performances. For a guy that you're paying to really eliminate all question when he takes the mound. Okay. Also the Rays, I don't know if this was a career number or, or just with the Yankees, but he has not fared well against the Tampa Bay Rays. And the Rays are the team that are sitting right behind the Yankees in the AL East. So now you look at it, you look at Garrett Cole, who is the ace of this staff, maybe only in name, but he's the ace of this staff. So he's got to go out there and at least, match what Tyone and Nestor Cortez did. He didn't do that. That's the first thing. That was my first point. He has to uh, at least go out there and match what Nestor Cortez and Janus and Tyone did. And he's also got to go out there and pitch a winning ball game against a team that uh, is right behind you in a division uh, you have not fared well against. And you also need to pitch your team to a series win against that team where you're hitting Memorial Day 20 games over 500, and he and those were all factors that I put into saying what a big start this was for him, and he takes the mound in the first inning, throws 26 pitches or whatever it was. It didn't look like he had his ace stuff, but credit him for this, and you have to be fair about things when you discuss these types of things. Credit him for this. A lot of guys don't have their ace stuff when they take the mound uh, in the first inning. You get through it without giving up a run, and you figure out what works for you. And he didn't give up a hit to the fifth inning, and he looked fucking amazing. He looked like Garrett Cole, the Garrett Cole that you want to take the mound every five days. He had a little bit of extra fuck you in his at-bats against G-Man Choi because he got tired of of being embarrassed by G-Man Choi. So he had that swag in him too. He had all the things that you wanted to see out of Garrett Cole, and then it creeped up. The one thing that worries me more about him than anything, more so about his stuff or what he, or or, or the spider attack or anything, it's his mental makeup on the mound. And it mm-hmm. creeped up in the sixth inning on Saturday. His team is struggling to score runs. They took three. They took the first two games, but they barely look. If the Rays didn't kick the ball around in the first game, they they don't put up seven. Yeah. They got two solo <laughs> home runs in game two. That's how they scored their two runs. And Tyone and, my, and, uh, and uh, Clay Holmes made sure that the Rays didn't get on the board. You got to run. You got You're Garrett Cole, man. Sometimes that's all you're going to get. And you're paid to make sure that stands up. And yes, I know the umpire fucking blew it. Mm-hmm. 100%. He blew it. That was a beautiful, pitch perfect strike three to G Man Choi ends the inning, and Garrett Cole's coming out for the seventh inning. But guess what? The umpire blew it. You, as you're Garrett Cole, you're paid to shake that off. I'm sorry, guys. I, I'm not, I'm not giving up on him, but I'm starting to really worry about him. But I'm sorry to say this. You have to overcome that when you're Garrett Cole. If you're Jamison Tyone, if you're Jordan Montgomery, if you're Michael King, if you're, if you're J.P. Sears, and you blow up after that, Whatever it, it, it is, what it is, but you're Garrett Cole. You're not supposed to have a mental lapse against the next batter where you don't even have a competitive at bat and a competitive battle with Wanda Franco. Four pitches, walk them, puts the tying run in scoring position in the end. Oh, Rosa Arena hits a pretty good pitch, but it dunks in. If you have to be mentally tougher on the mound and say, you know what, you the umpire screwed this up. I got to get four outs this inning. And it's just got to you just got to get the fourth out. Sometimes, you know, we've seen it, guys make errors and sometimes you got to get five outs in an inning. You can't allow that situation to happen where you'll will, you'll will extend the inning even further because your mind is just not in the game because you can't shake off what the umpire did. This is Major League Baseball in 2022. We're going to go we're going to watch games at least a hundred more games where there's going to be egregious errors like that in a game you got to shake it off you are getting paid an exorbitant amount of money more money than any pitcher in major league baseball is getting paid you are you are paid to overcome not only your teammates mistakes your mistakes but the umpire's mistakes and if you would have battled Wanda Franco and had a good at bat and 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 then the tying run would have been given up I could have said you know what he got fucked by the umpire, but that at bat just did not sit well with me. It was because like he was could, lost. You could tell he was in his own head again and that he, he just, he just had that mental lapse and it cost him the game. If the Yankees get through that inning one, nothing, we, it could be a completely different game. They could win that game one, nothing, but things changed. And I got to hang that in. And yeah, everybody was coming at me. How dare you hang that on Garrett Cole? How dare you say that it was Garrett Cole's fault? When Garrett Cole w- loses his mind on the mound, it is Garrett Cole's fault. There's just no other way around it. If he would have, again, if he would have went out there and battled Franco and had a good at-bat with him, pumping strikes, making good pitches, I could almost excuse it because, I, yes, guys, I'm a Garrett Cole apologist, and I, I feel... Because of what I want him to be and for, for what he represents to the Yankees, I'm holding on to that. So mm. sue me, okay?
0: He, he walked him on four pitches, Franco. Oh,
2: they weren't even close. They yeah. weren't even close. They weren't even close. And I'll say this. An ace, to me, is not determined on greatness, on talent, necessarily, as much as it is consistency and how you face adversity. Anyone can be great on any given day, right? Uh, uh, An ace is meant to go out there, and you're supposed to hand him the ball every fifth day, and you either expect him to be great every single day or you expect him to overcome adversity when he doesn't have his best stuff. And Garakul was kind of trending back towards, towards the ladder there. And I'm okay with that. I thought he looked really fucking good the other day. And like you said, Christian, he he was off to a rough start. We've been seeing that a little more from Garrett Cole lately, where he just doesn't look right in the first inning. Um, a bit of a concern to me. I hope it doesn't last going into next month. He's gotta fucking he's gotta adjust that at this point. That's something that you can adjust. If you're not feeling yourself in the first inning, then maybe you have to add something to your preparation. Maybe something needs to change when you're getting ready to come into that first inning. I don't know. Something needs to change here. Cause this isn't the first time it's been a handful of times now where he hasn't looked right in the first inning and then he turns it on and he looks amazing. But again, that greatness is not okay with me to just sit there and go, well, he was the ace today because the second he's hit with adversity in that inning, Look, look, this offense needs to step up. This offense can't just put up one run. I don't care who's on the mound and be okay with it. You can't get complacent. You can't sit back. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that that's excusable. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're an ace, dude. Mm-hmm. You can mow down as many guys as you want. The second you lose your mind on the mound and then yeah, it was just one run, but guess what? That one run changes everything. Not only does it change the score, it changes the momentum. You're dealing with a very good team at home. Yeah, granted, ninety percent of the fans in the in the seats are Yankee fans, but you're dealing, you're playing in a shithole. That's their home field where they get last licks, and you gave up a run that didn't need to be given up, even if the umpire fucked up, because you're Garrett Cole. It doesn't matter if it's that guy or the next. You already weren't really that efficient. Your your pitch count was already up there. It was up there. And you know it's it's tough too because you
0: you look at his final line six innings two hits ten strikeouts that's a great line for a pitcher but for an ace you got to break it down even further than that and for an ace you got to put those emotions behind you and, and really and, and do whatever it takes but then again you also have to mention the Yankees scored in that first inning of the game and they didn't score another run the rest of the day so it wouldn't have mattered anyway.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of culprits and and how uh, they lo- they lost these last couple of games here. But you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna hand the ball to Garrett Cole in a in, in a wild card, you know, the Yankees knock on wood, the Yankees should not be playing in a wild card game this year where they are right now. They shouldn't be. But in a game five or a game seven where you have to win this game or you're going home. You know, you might own and you're going let's say the Yankees are playing the Astros in the ALCS and it's game seven. You're going against Justin Verlander and scare Cole. You might only get Ooh. one run off of Justin Verlander. You can't let an umpire's call uh, take you out of the game like that. Absolutely.
3: Right. OK, game seven uh, update here. Rangers, Rangers up two nothing with two minutes left to go okay. in period number one. Okay. OK, all right. Game seven. OK, all right. Uh, there's your update back to you. We, this is what, because we've seen this now
1: time and time again with him. He had a rough first inning and opening day because he got pissed off at Billy crystal. Like, right. Yeah. There was a
2: few, there was a few different ones, right? There was the Billy crystal before you keep going. Can I, can I actually touch on that? Because I don't know if you, I was listening to the pregame. I had to run to the store real quick. So I had John and Susan on the pregame and, uh, Susan was interviewing Cole and she asked of course uh, she was (laughs) she asked what uh, was there any advantages or disadvantages to playing in you know a turf field under a dome and the first thing he talked about was that you don't have to worry about any weather delays or anything so you know exactly when you're starting you know exactly the time. I'm not
0: going to really analyze this or analyze that (laughs) but (laughs) <laughs>
1: oh
2: gosh! It's good. That was a good one. I hope Thanks. more people get that than
1: yeah. <laughs> analyze this was a good movie. Analyze that, not so much. Never
2: even saw it. Just
1: just okay. You never saw analyze that. You gotta no. I saw analyze, analyze this.
2: Stuff. It was great. I saw that before I saw this. Never saw that. Saw this. Uh-huh.
1: Um. There are certain guys that are on a team that get held to a higher standard. And Garrett Cole, when you sign that contract to come over here to be the ace of the staff, to make more money than any starting pitcher in the history of this sport has made, you get held to that higher standard. So, yeah, one run over six innings, you strike out ten. You know, 90% of the time, you're going to sign for that when your starting pitcher takes to the mound. But when you're Garrett Cole – it's not wrong to expect more out of you when you know your team is not scoring. It's not wrong to expect more out of you when an umpire blows a call. Yes, it get, we all know. We don't have to say it again. You're out of the inning. Don't have a fucking letdown, though. What if it? What if it? What if it was uh, instead of the umpire blowing the call, you get a you get a, a routine two hopper to IKF and he throws the ball ten feet over over Rizzo's head. You have a meltdown there too. Mm. No, you got to pick sometimes. You got to pick your teammates up and it it, it sounds stu- you don't pick the umpire up, but you just got to pick yourself up and say, hey, you know what, dude, you, you're going to make me get four outs in this inning. I'm going to get four outs in this inning and we're going to go back to this dugout still with this one run lead.
2: Yeah, you're, you keep your fate in your own hands and, you know, you can argue and say, well, he did and he threw a strike and I will agree with you. I'm not saying that. That that umpire is off the hook here. That was a fucking terrible call. That was a terrible blown call there. That inning should be over 100%. It's, it, it, it was not even close to being a ball, in my opinion. That's a beautiful pitch. And I'm not saying yeah. that Cole doesn't have a, a reason to to be frustrated over it. But keeping your fate in your own hands means there's you still have an umpire there that's going to call balls and strikes and they're going to miss calls and when you're in a close game just like Christian's saying here the fate is still in your own hands because you're dealing to the next batter now and it's like he completely forgot it's like he couldn't get past that moment and i'm and i'm i'm fine with the pitcher even even to call you know a a pitcher of cole's caliber getting emotional on the mound once in a while i used to it be extremely emotional. I'm cool with Sevy's fist bumps. And I'm cool with Sevy shouting in and saying, I mean, uh, Cole shouting in and saying, you missed that one. He said it a few times and he was clearly frustrated. But the second Cole walks around the mound, takes a few deep breaths and steps back on the rubber. That's it. That goes away. That shouldn't even be thought about or brought up. Mm-hmm. Because if he gets out of that inning, we're not even really talking about that call at all. We forget it even happened.
1: Yeah, that's true. If Cole picks himself up there and he gets out of the inning, I mean, the way he was dealing, you would expect him to, to go out there. And Franco had not been hot. The Yankees had handled them all series. I mean, there's, there would have been no reason to expect that. If he had his head on his shoulders during that at bat. That he was Franco the next batter. It. Yeah,
2: if he gets yeah. if he gets through him, then we're talking about the Yankees winning a one nothing ball game or two nothing ball game, whatever ends up. Instead of talking about the umpire missing the call. And so it is still in Gary hands and he blew it. What, what moment
0: was it? I don't know. You guys are, you guys were watching this series when Rizzo went out to talk to a pitcher to kind of comment. That was,
2: uh, oh, that was, um,
1: was that yesterday. I wouldn't really want. No, it wasn't yesterday. It
2: was maybe two days. I, I don't know when it was, but I, it could have been, t- it was Tyone, I think. Was it? Anyone in remember. the chat, if yeah, you guys remember, because he here. that was a great a great moment from a veteran guy like Rizzo coming out and just kind of calming yeah, everything he down. I that. I think I it think, was uh yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Friday's
0: game. Can't I can't think of what, what exactly the moment I was. I remember it
1: happening. I just don't remember when now. But you know, not that I want to knock Anthony Rizzo, but I mean <sighs> He had one of the worst at bats I'll ever see the guy take yesterday. It's first and third, nobody out, and for a situation for a guy that's a lot smarter of a hitter than he is there to, to strike out on three pitches and one that was at his neck. I mean, that really was another situation uh, where if he just puts the bat in the ball, gets or even if he grounds into a double play, there the Yankees have a second run. Uh, and you know they were 0 for nine and were runners in scoring position yesterday. They had their opportunities. They just could not get the big hit. They had a couple, again, they had a couple solo home runs yesterday with uh, Glaber Torres and Aaron judge. And, you know, here's the problem right now with the Yankees. You know, I'll be the first to admit, I did not trust this starting rotation. I did not love this starting rotation uh, st- beginning, uh, you know, in the off season. And I thought it was uh, a big error on Brian Cashman's part that he did nothing to address it. But, you know, as we say every in Memorial day and we say, we say this all the time, the first mile marker for the season is Memorial Day, and the Yankees are sitting in a nice spot right now. They're 18 games over 500, and I believe what are they four and a half over the raise for first place right now? I believe that's what their lead is. Yeah. four in the loss. I mean, is it? It's four in the loss, right? I think it's four. They're four in the loss. Uh, four in the loss. Yeah, four. Yes, yeah, four in the loss. Okay, so I mean. I don't care all these guys that were all cucking for the Yankees in the offseason season saying we had a world championship team. I don't think any of them could have sat here and told you that they were going to be this good at Memorial day. I think this is above and beyond everybody's expectations of them that to be sitting with a nice little lead, be 18 games over 500 at Memorial day. So they've exceeded expectations and they've largely done it because this starting rotation, which I laughed at people that said this was a top five staff and they pitched like it. So, you know, I got to take an L on this. So I'll gladly take an L on it. Yeah. If, like I always said, dude, right. I, if, if I'm going to be wrong, let me be wrong in positivity for the Yankees, you know?
2: Yeah. And imagine if Cole was pitching like Garrett Cole, how much better you would be, t- how much, how much better we'd feel this rotation was because Cole and Seve have had their holes, but really you look at the rest of them. I, Tyone is quietly having a phenomenal season and, and he got a little. It got a little louder in his last start because it was a bigger start, and you really saw the guy go out. He went eight innings. Did he go eight plus? Yeah, he went eight. No, he won eight. He went eight. Um, yeah. I yeah. Then I mean, shut it down. I mean, brilliant performance in my opinion. Best performance as a Yankee. I don't even think it's close. Right. Where where Tyone wasn't just the guy who kind of got in and out of trouble. He was just the guy who fucking mowed him down, and no one was touching him. And we really hadn't seen that side of Tyone just be dominant and shut everyone down. We really haven't.
1: Tyone had really turned a corner in July of last year, and then unfortunately he got hurt, and that's kind of been his story as a, as a pitcher. Uh, if the Yankees can keep him healthy, man, this is a great pitcher. He really is. Oh yeah. I mean this is this is the guy. This what he's showing right now is what. Ryan Cashman envisioned when he traded for him, you know? Yeah. And uh, he
0: just Five got and one with a 2.49 ERA wow. right now. Uh, ERA doesn't matter. I you know, what's
3: his WOBA? Uh, well, bacon, yeah. bacon is uh, yeah, four, three. Oh, <laughs> I don't his,
2: even know what's good
3: or what's not good.
1: What's his fielding okay. independent pitching? Oh, okay? okay, that's, 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 that's a negative
3: uh-huh. two point XRC. Uh-huh. 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 Okay, oh, wow, uh-huh. All right, I don't like WRC because it reminds me of RC Cola, and I do not drink that <laughs> product. Okay,
1: <laughs> but yeah, Tyone has been great, right. You know, you would say that none. Any of the, the chat's going off right now. About dick
2: pics? Oh yeah, because there was some someone spamming. Oh, man, we got spam, dude. Send dick pics to girls with us.
0: All right, I could go yank to
1: it. <laughs> really? Like, we're gonna get kicked <laughs> off of YouTube now. Uh, <sighs> only us, right? Only us. Okay. So I, I would get, I would venture to say that if the Yankees' problems right now on May 30th are not in the starting rotation, correct. This all of a sudden, though, suddenly they become very thin in the bullpen. Very, like very thin. Very, yeah. To to the point where I saw Albert Abreu got DFA, and I was like, the Yankees hey? should probably. <laughs> he wasn't bad <laughs> for
2: them last year.
1: <laughs> you know, it's like eh, the Yankees should bring this guy back. You know.
2: Well here's uh, th- here's the thing real quick. I just want to point this out that um we have we have some extra pieces that we're using. you know, I know Michael King's been here a while and I know he's been shit lately, but when he was <laughs> when he was dominant in that you know month or so stretch, we didn't have that last year. We didn't have him in that role last year. We didn't have uh you know some uh we didn't have homes all year, so we weren't used to that. Now, because some guys are hurt, we're starting to rely on guys like Licky again. We're starting to rely on guys like Wandy Peralta again. And they're just not panning out. It's mm. like the flame just died out now. And so it's it's making you a little nervous when Licky has to come into a, a tie game or a one-run game, yeah, in, you know, late late innings. I
1: wanna, my, I wanna, Michael I wanna, King, I wanna... let
0: me just, can I just throw out Michael uh-huh, King's uh-huh, stats because uh-huh, they're so uh-huh. good. Yeah. Except uh, last for last seven, last seven, just his last seven games, 11 and a third innings pitched, 15 hits, nine earned runs. Uh, wow, that bad, uh-huh. huh?
3: Yeah, uh-huh. not good. Damn, Definitely
1: not good. Okay, not good. So, just want uh-huh. to throw that out there. Continue. Uh, what was I going to say now? All uh. right. Huh. We're talking Licky. I got distracted because my kid is screaming outside the door over here. I don't know what the hell triggered her. Oh, okay. She probably turned on the TV, so Uncle Chris uh-huh. okay. got triggered. Uh-huh. All right. Triggered? Okay. <laughs> uh I have no idea what the hell I was gonna we're say. We are talking now. I was From, talking
2: about Licky, bullpen running thin, being nervous, Licky coming into an eight, you oh, know, yeah, eighth inning yeah, yeah, yeah. tie game, whatever.
1: All right. The Yankees were down two to one yesterday, late in the game, seventh inning, I believe it was. Mm. <sighs> uh Sevy what uh two, two runners on, on. yeah two runners on and I don't know what Boone lets Severino talk himself into staying in games this is like the second or third time we've seen that happen this you
2: can't year. you can't let it happen there
0: well didn't Boone come out of the bull, of the dugout and like he was just going out for a mound visit and Severino freaked out like no you're not taking me out again
1: that was a couple weeks ago when Severino was actually he didn't have he didn't have anything on the mound. It was like the second inning, and he was kind of getting hit up a little bit, and he told Boone to stay in there. And to Seve's credit, he settled in, but I didn't like that Boone let him sit in, stay in the game at that point because I think he should have pulled him. But, uh, we don't, But again, this is like the second or third time we've seen Severino talk his way into the game. He got one more batter. Boone pulls him, and then he goes to Marinaccio in that spot. And I know a lot of people on social media were ripping Boone, like, how do you go to Marinaccio on that spot when you had Clark Schmidt uh, in the bullpen and Schmidt comes in anyway. Here's, here's my take on it. And I know we can rip Aaron Boone for a lot of different things, but to me, I didn't get that worked up over it because I mean, yeah, Schmidt's been better, but if your other option is Schmidt, you know, he's not really a uh, uh, an established bullpen guy. It's not like 2021, Jonathan Lewisica was sitting out there and they went to Marinaccio. Okay. Mm. Uh, and, and the second thing is, is, um, my kid is trying to break in here and I'm losing concentration. Like, I don't know what the hell is going on. She's trying to attack you.
2: Maybe, maybe you triggered her.
1: I probably did. uh I gave her a lot of watermelon today. She's probably got a lot of like sugar running to her. Uh
2: Do you want me to make a point while you can think of yours? Maybe it's about boon. Maybe it'll help you. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no, Boone. Uh, he and then Marinaccio ends up walking in a run and then hitting hitting uh, a lot, lot, another runner. In. Yankees. What are they? It was four. To, was it was a four two. Four two. two.
2: It was four one. It was four one and and the Yankees scored a run all right, and made it four all right,
1: two. That, that bag of dirt. Uh, Aaron Hicks uh got robbed of a hit and would have made it 4 to 3 on uh-huh. and then that's probably where I got to the oh, right, and then they right. and then and then JP Firewise and I think he's the only guy still in the league from the Ben Heller trait uh, not the Ben Heller <laughs> the the Adam Miller. my god in heaven what the fuck is this guy's Jesus. name Andrew, Andrew, uh, Andrew Miller, Miller mowed down the Yankees like they weren't even uh they weren't even there so, yeah. yeah, here's that's he fucking sharp. But my my, pro, I guess my point was is uh, did you have a problem with going to Marinaccio there? Because I understand what Boone was doing. Marinaccio was looked pretty dominant uh, coming in for two innings after J.P. Sears earlier in the week. I guess he was really just trying to ride the hot hand, and he needs guys that he can rely on out there. So why not in that situation like that? See if Marinaccio can be a guy you can rely on. Sure. I didn't really have I mean I didn't really have that big of an issue with it. I know it didn't work out, but hindsight's always 2020 20 in this spot like here's that. Here's
2: why here's why I don't have a problem with it. It's because before the bullpen you know was faced with some injuries and is and is thin now. One strength I think that Boone has had more than anything else has been establishing establishing a game plan of who you're gonna to go to when you're up a run, tied, down a run, up big, down big? We pretty much had it. We pretty much had a good idea of the guys available in any given situation at any inning. Who who was gonna come into that into that spot? And very only very few times did Boone kind of make me scratch my head. Where last year I felt like it was every other game he was making me scratch my head. So I feel like because the the bullpen has, has had so much depth, and that's and that's saying something because Loizouka's been shit, Chapman's been shit, you know, before they were hurt. Uh, Green was okay. He's hurt. So you know, Britain hasn't been here. So they've had depth from guys that kind of stepped into roles and have been really exceeding expectations. And I think Boone did has done a very good job up to this point. And I think at this point it's exactly what you said Christian he's kind of trying to establish something in a sense of he's kind he's been good his last few times out um let me go to him he's it's my hot hand and also we're still losing right now and my offense has been pretty dead and I might need you know Schmidt for you know do they have any double you know double headers coming up anything like that who knows Clark Schmidt needs to be a guy who's not coming into one-run games in one inning. Clark Schmidt needs to be used in a better role than that, in my opinion. He's not the guy to come in in a a one-run game. He's just not to me. So if Marinaccio is your hot hand at that point, I'm fine with it.
1: I think the Yankees, uh, they should be scouring Major League Baseball right now to see if they could bring in uh, somebody for the bullpen. I think they, they need help out there. I mean, luckily... You know, knock on wood, this rotation has not only been great, but they've been going deep into games, so they've kind of eliminated some of the need to cover those innings that we saw them have to cover in the beginning of the year. But I still think, you know, long-term, you don't know. You know, this is a shoulder again for Lou And if you want to say that was the reason why he struggled so far this year, okay, maybe it is. But, Chris, he had a history of shoulder issues before he came to the Yankees. He's had shoulder issues with the Yankees, so I mean, like, how reliable truly is Jonathan Lewizica? Well,
2: we got to like we've said how many off seasons now. We got to start cutting the fat. We can't keep we can't keep going into seasons where we have guys in extremely important roles that just aren't reliable and and the back of the bullpen. You really. you got to you got to kind of give them a, some slack with Levisaga cuz he was so so good last year. Right, you're there's no way you're not going into the season saying, "Okay, he's he's my definitely my setup man."
1: Yeah, but he was hurt he was hurt also last
2: year. He was on the IL for an extended period of time. I understand, but but my point is he was just that good when he was healthy. You're not just going to give Look, up got, on that.
1: I, no, I understand that. But, but your again, closer,
2: like, your closer has been the most unreliable guy you can hand a ball to for how many years now?
1: He got broken. Jose Altuve broke him in the 2019 ALCS. I know other people have said that, but I believe that he something happened to him when that ball went. Over, it didn't even go over a wall. It hit the hit the fucking whatever train yeah, tracks. stupid that, train track. That rinky dink fucking toy store. Uh, yeah, ballpark they play in over there in
2: Houston. Bullshit. That stadium sucked. I've been there. Yeah.
1: I'm
0: looking up. I'm looking up some possible moves that the Yankees. Took.
2: Your mic keeps cutting out, but we got you. We appreciate it. huh. We appreciate
1: it. You know, you look at what was supposed to be a strength of this team is the is the bullpen, and like Clay Holmes has stepped up into an elite status right now, but everybody else is pretty much taken, if not a step back, a giant step back. Yeah. And it's it's worrisome. You're not going to win with the way the Yankees like to deploy things, especially in the postseason. If you only have Clay Holmes as your only reliable reliever out there. And I love what he's done so far, but you know, for me to just stamp him at, as an untouchable is kind of hard at this point because yeah, he got traded over here with an ERA over five. He had never had this type of six. And you want to give credit to Matt Blake. That's fine. That's perfect. And I think Matt Blake deserves a lot of credit, but also, you just don't know until he completes an entire season doing this.
2: Yeah. I think you can argue ever since they lost uh, those three games in a row, four to five in that stretch. And then they, you know, they, they start to win string wins together again, and then they lose the last two to the Rays in that entire stretch. I think you can argue that if the Yankees have the same bullpen, they did, you know, the first month of the season leading up to that point and even leading up to that point, they might take back three out of those five or six games that they lost. Because a couple of them were really like if you look back on like Nestor's uh start and um and was it was it Sevy start also against the White Sox? I believe it was those two. They only gave up like one or two one or two earned runs total. And then they came out and both games were kind of shitty games for the Yankees. Uh,
3: is my mic working?
2: Yeah, yeah. we can, yeah, hear, so we can
3: yeah. hear you. Okay, we got a super chat. Okay. Hunter, Hunter Lawson, thank you. Herman will be a key piece out oh, of the God. pen. Oh okay. Hunter. All right. Thanks
2: for the super chat,
3: my man. Okay. Yeah, thank you, Hunter. I okay. mean, I what don't what want think to about Hunter. There, go ahead. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, we're gonna have to. I don't want to. I don't want him around this team. I think he, for many reasons, I don't want Herman around this team. But I mean, now, I mean, if we're just looking at a purely baseball perspective. We're in a situation where we have to kind of rely on Domingo Herman coming back. I think the Yankees need him right now.
2: That's a good call. But isn't
1: he on the 60?
0: Yeah, but
2: we're approaching it. We're going to come off soon. Oh, yeah. Wow. June. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you, <laughs> if you can, you, you might have to at this point. Any, any updates on Britain at all?
1: Now uh, Boone said good. he's going to be a player. He thinks he'll be a player this year, but I mean, what can you expect out of him? Yeah, I'm not,
0: I'm not even thinking he's going to pitch it all this year for them.
1: I mean, now uh, Boone said that recently too, within the last week. So, uh,
2: yeah, I mean, who knows? I, I, look, I I'm in the same boat as you with Herman, but if they need him, they need him. And he's a guy who, in my opinion, as good as he's been in, in certain spots as a starter, his his true strength is out of the bullpen.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I'd hate to compare him to Ramiro Mendoza, but I need him in that situation. I mean I would if he would come back and be a be a player for the Yankees, I would need him in that role. Well, in that, dem- that uh, Ramiro Mendoza role.
2: Look, there's only and if your
1: kids don't know who Ramiro Mendoza is. Look him up.
2: Look him up. Look, there's only two ways the Yankees sustain, you know, the injuries in the bullpen. There's a, two things need to happen and i don't know if you can really ask for this without making other moves of course the first thing is you need to you need to hope the pitching continues to go deep into ball games and be effective you're starting pitching
1: go, okay, go balls deep uh-huh. go
2: balls deep and be effective right which it's tough to ask out of every single guy like they've been doing it and the second thing is you need you need king to figure yeah. what the fuck yeah. is going on out if
1: he's healthy he needs to perform like he did yeah. previous to this slump. Because we you were... can
2: get by with your starters going deeper into ball games and having King and Holmes out there being as dominant as King was and as dominant as Holmes is.
1: You know, you can definitely get by with alternating uh Ricky and Peralta. Yes. King, Schmidt, Castro, and Holmes. You can get by with that if the Yankee starters are gonna keep this up. But we all know it's baseball, it's 162 games. These Somebody's going to hit a slump. The rotational hit a slump as a whole, and the bullpen will need to be relied on more. So, there are the Yankees are going to need improvements somewhere. For sure.
2: For sure.
0: Uh, the name that keeps popping up in the chat is a guy I forgot about, actually. Steven Riding. Mm. Isn't he guy? hurt, though? I think he's hurt. He's on the 60, but it was in April he got placed for 60 uh, with shoulder inflammation. He had so. really
1: nasty stuff in the time yeah. that he showed it when he came up here. But again, he's a guy that is. He's been a non-factor so far this year cuz he's hurt, you know. Guys like Stephen Ridings, man, there are opportunities to to take to claim a spot on this team, man. You got to be killing yourself that you're mm. hurt right. I now, just want to you know? I
2: just want to point one thing out. I say this I've said this in the past. I say it all the time. We are in a we live in an era now in baseball where everything is so monitored. Pitch counts, you know, when guys are available out of the pen, you know, he pitched on Saturday, so he can't pitch again till next week. And even though, you know, we have 20 days off coming up, he can't pitch the next day and all this shit. But who are the guys who are hurt? Who are the guys that keep getting hurt? Are they the veterans? Very rarely. It seems to be all this shoulder and, and elbow shit are all these young kids. So how much is it really helping? Do, do people not sit back and just kind of ask that and be like, okay, I know I know it sounds responsible. I know it seems responsible to say, okay, you can't blow out your arm. But these guys are being babied and they're still blowing out their arms at a crazy rate.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you are the outcast if you don't get Tommy John right? surgery.
2: It's crazy. So it's like, <laughs> are, we, are we babying their arms too much where we're not allowing them to... To build durability? Okay. You're not cool
3: if you didn't get Tommy John.
2: Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: Especially on the Yankees.
3: Look, I, I, I can...
1: I'm not in the shape that I once was, okay? But I've always kind of been a gym guy. Uh, and I've. it's like this, is that your body can only do what you train it to do. So... You can't go out there and and you do 50-pound curls if you've never done 15-pound curls before, right? Right. Unless you're on steroids. Unless you're on steroids. Okay. So, you know, if these guys are being babied all the way up and then you ask them to start pitching two out of three days, you know, their their bodies are not trained for that, to give you 100 pitches or whatever to put the – you know, and you think about it, right? There's no stress on these guys when they pitch in the minor leagues. Even though some of these teams might go and playoff runs, win championships, they're still protected as investments. The team's success is second to the player's development in the minor leagues. So there's no stress put on these guys. So once you, and then all, that's another thing that you have to take into account. And then once they come to the big leagues and they have to pitch pitch stressful innings. That's you know, Chris. You are you pitch, dude. You could speak to it better than I can. Once the there's a difference between going out there and throwing a couple innings in a sim game or or you know an exhibition or or a bullpen, and then there's going out there and trying to get guys out. Fifteen pitches in the bullpen is not fifteen pitches on the mound when you're trying to preserve a one run lead with a runner on third base.
2: It's not even close, and it. It kind of goes back to my points of where I say that you know I know everyone hated Gary Sanchez in the lineup, but I always say like Gary Sanchez's presence is better, even if he's hitting a buck twenty, than Kyle Higashioka hitting a buck twenty, because of the pressure he still puts on the pitcher, because in a pitcher's mind he's not intimidated by Kyle Higashioka. And he is intimidated by Sanchez because he knows that if Sanchez can That's get a hold mistake. of one, he, yeah. he 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 can take him deep and ruin a ball game. I'm not again. Sanchez sucks defensively, so I'm not saying he should be here. It was just a point I'm trying to make of.
1: And grades out statistically better than Carlo Garcia. Yeah. Sure. Well,
2: well, <laughs> it used to be my argument for Gallo over Hicks because at least Gallo to me was profiled as a power guy who would get a hold of 30 30 plus home runs in a season and do damage, even if he was batting a buck 50 and struck out every other at bat, you know? So Gallo was always, that was always my argument for him of having him in this lineup. And I'm sure we'll get to that when we get to it. But to your point, yeah, those in those innings, those at bats are important. And if you're not trained to, to get through that, you know when you come up into the big leagues i know they still baby these guys but right off the bat just the just the intensity puts more strain on your arm so it's just go, you know it just goes back to my original question of maybe like do they sit down and reevaluate how they're going about their business with these young kids and and that's just not the yankees this is across the board it just happens more and more frequently now
1: yeah i mean i don't does I guess the science speaks into what they're doing? I, I, I don't know. You just see, but you still see a lot of arm injuries in young pitchers. So you got to question. I mean, if it's working or not. And I'm sorry, is that Ryan? Uh,
0: not yes. <laughs> in outer space, I, a lot of it too, though. Is uh, these guys all throw so fucking hard now? So there are, are true. going out. It's almost like, that's very so, true. Yeah, you that's know, another point to a guy like Nestor Cortez. You're not gonna have to
2: hopefully hopefully, dude. Don't even say it. Just stop talking. Yeah. yeah but great point. Great point. I'm, great point. No, I'm not gonna uh-huh. I'm not gonna finish. Great this, point. Stop
1: fucking talking. <laughs> all right. So uh what right. I also wanted to touch on here, uh, as you watch us watch the hockey game. All right. Last week you <laughs> watched us watch baseball. This week you watch us watch hockey. All right. Maybe next week you watch us watch badminton. But like I said earlier, Memorial Day is the first mile marker of the season. So you like to take a look at where things are. I think the Yankees as a team, as a whole, are sitting nice right now. Like we said, four games up in a loss, 18 games over 500. But I again, what really perturbed me the most, though is that i said once you hit the next five you don't go backwards Mm -hmm. and they got the 20 over and they lost the next two games so that uh, for the way i set bars in my head that pissed me off but to still be 18 games over at memorial day is a real nice spot to be in sure what what i want to look at here more so than than the team's record is the biggest disappointments and the biggest positives surprises that this team has faced uh has has uh had pop up so far this year. And I just want to read this real quick. This is I did my own investigative journalism after the game was over yesterday,
3: okay?
1: Wow. Yeah, okay. So, I knew it was bad. Like I knew it was bad. I mm-hmm. watched the games, okay? Right. But when you put it if, when you type first of all, I want When you put read it on paper, story. I want to read this tweet from Sweeney Murdy, who's who's dumber than a box of rocks. I'm sorry. If this is thanks, if thanks this for is, coming on our
2: show back in the day, but you're you're dumb.
1: I mean, if this is your tweet, you're you're just you're stupid. I'm sorry. Okay, I I hate to be that crass, but it is what it is. He tweets this this morning, or actually after the game yesterday. Okay, Yankee starters gave up four runs in four games and averaged seven innings per start. I think it would be a lot worse series if the Yankees pitching got hammered by Tampa Bay and they won three out of four. Lineups will come around, make changes, and that's a lot easier than fixing a leaky rotation. What? Yes, Chris. He actually said that the Yankees would have had a worse series had they won more games in it.
2: I thought you were joking yesterday. No. No. He actually that's, said this. That's
0: not even, I don't, it's not even, that's the
2: part that I'm. Is there a thread? With. Is there a thread where no, he, no. where he then goes on to explain? No, his,
1: no I'm, can, I understand his explanation. He did it in the initial tweet. The explanation was that the Yankees started pitching dominated. And that's more important over the long run than had they not dominated the series and the Yankees had to outscore. The, the Tampa Bay Rays So if,
2: if the Yankees are in game 7 of a World Series And Garrett Cole throws uh, Complete game sh- uh, Sorry If he throws 8 innings, no runs And then uh, Chapman comes in and blows it Do they still get a ring?
1: No, the Yankees would not win the World Series
2: then Oh Would Sweeney Murdy purchase rings for the team? Because it was uh, better than them winning?
1: Uh, no, I, I would assume that he wouldn't
2: Okay so so then is so then is he being paid by by Brian Cashman? Because Probably. I I I have to disagree with you that Sweeney Murdy's dumber than a bag of rocks.
1: Uh, for this tweet For is. that tweet I mean, now he
2: is, now he is, but my point is um he's uh, he's a good baseball guy. Uh, l- I One can't.
1: Ring, okay, Doff's cousin is down on the ice for the uh, for the Rangers right now. Okay, so uh, we need to get him some of those Soviet steroids. Okay, okay, we'll okay. get him hopped up here. Okay? okay, go ahead. I I just don't see that in
2: Murdy. You know, in in the past, I don't agree with everything that he says all the time, but uh, he's usually pretty. He's usually pretty good. I mean, this is stupid. Though it's done. It's beyond stupid. It, it it's not. It's not just stupid in my opinion. When, it, when, a, when a credible reporter for a team tweets something out as ridiculous as the team was better off losing than they would have been winning if so-and-so happened, you, are, you have one job, and it doesn't <sighs> matter how you do it. The goal is to win. That is it. I don't care how many runs you give up. I don't care about anything. If you win, you win you might look at things from a different perspective of long term right. and and so on and so forth mm-hmm. if you're being called to but to just to blindly tweet that it would have been it, that it's better they lost than if they got blown up the starting pitcher got blown yeah. up and they won is just dumb
0: Look, if this was a series against like the Diamondbacks or some random team, then yeah, maybe you can kind of see I the can't. point he's making. No, but I can was, never see that. Point. Yeah, no, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm on that side as well. But, but this was this was a huge series against the Rays to really come out and show that you're not like the teams of the last five years, and that you weren't You're, sh- you're, you're not going to sh- let this team bully you in any way. Well, and 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 that's kind of what they did by dropping. I mean, them would last you have felt games.
1: better? Uh, do you feel better that uh Cole will take two games they lost that like Cole and Severino allowed three runs over 12 innings and they lost or would you rather have both of them given up eight runs in two and a third inning but the Yankees won ten to seven ball games what would you feel better about the latter. To me winning the fucking yeah. games is what I would feel better about because because we're not Garrett he,
2: Cole fans we're New York Yankee fans
1: I mean ultimately isn't the goal of participating in a sporting event to win it not play well. i mean yeah i, I don't know dude it's just it's no just it's a just dumb a dumb tweet. tweet but it's just a dumb
2: tweet to, to SGR's point, and it's it was a great point after those first two games you know we broke down how great cortez was and how great tyone was but there was something else we're missing and that is that you watch these two teams play in those two games and for the first time in a in a few years now I said to myself, the Yankees actually look like a much better team than the Rays. They Mm -hmm. looked all around, fundamentally, like a better team, hands down, than the Rays. And not only did those two games, winning those two right off the bat, allow you the opportunity to, to easily win that series by taking one of two. Not only did you blow that, but you also had the opportunity to really put your foot right on their necks and choke them out. And because they're four games out now and they would have been what? Six. six
1: if you just win one of those next two. So that's a huge, I mean, it, it, that's a huge swing. Jump from four to six is big. It, it is. It's a huge swing. Even if you walked away with five, it's you can't. Well, huh? mathematically, they then, then
2: they would have been seven. No. Then how could you not walk away? So what if they won the next game, they would have been up how many? If they won if they, Saturday. Okay.
1: If they won Saturday. Okay. They were up 6 on Thursday So they the would have been 8 game. games. They would have been they would have been 8 games up if they had Right. Swept. Now
2: it's making more sense. 8 games.
1: Had they swept.
2: 6 if they if they took 3 or 4. Three out of 4. Yeah. That's huge. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Because we know the Rays are playing below what they what we can expect from them, and the Yankees are playing above. So uh-huh. to so to let them off the hook there and let them take those last two games when they were very winnable ball games, it's and there's also, nothing more than than to just win.
0: Think about how how bad they've been at Tropicana Field these last I don't know probably since 2010 probably the last yeah yeah I mean the Yankees play now. I mean yeah. the
1: Yankees play baseball and uh, they have to go down to. Yeah. Playing a friggin' circus tent, you know? Yeah. and I just want to say this before we get into, to what I really want to get into the Yankees need to stop getting clowned by guys that talk shit about them. I mean, Mm -hmm. how many times have we seen this now where a guy runs his mouth, especially after his team loses to the Yankees, Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden it's like a, it's like a, a magic potion for his team, and then his team starts winning, and he ends up being the reason why they win one of the at least one of the games. We just seen it last week with Tim Anderson, and now this week uh, Walls, who I didn't, I don't respect him enough to learn his first name. Okay, batting batting one fifty after the Yankees win game one, says they're a beatable team. Uh, and then what happens here? He comes up with a big home run Sunday, and then he makes a great play on Hicks to to steal a run there, which if the Yankees get that run, maybe they get a little bit more of a rally going, possibly tie the game there. They need, at, at you're some for, point... You're
2: forgetting the biggest thing that he did. He, he beat did? out that double play
1: ball. Oh, he beat out a double play ball? Uh-huh. I Like I said, I, wasn't in, I was in and out of the game yesterday. Okay? I had the iPad on. I was in the house, out of the house. That I was play. Saturday,
2: though. That's when they scored the second run. The inning would have been over, but he beat out the double play. And
1: No, uh, I was already mad at that point. Okay. Mm, okay. I was already mad at that point. Nah, I, I remember that now. Okay. 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 You remembered something. I remember everything. You remember something. You because want to IKF, IKF okay. took 30 seconds
2: too. to take too. the ball and then barely yeah. threw it across the diamond. His arm. His I'm arm. just
1: asking for Let's one. Watch. I'm asking, since C C the bat and you're retired, can we have one of their pitchers step up and just buzz a guy? You don't even have to hit him. Just buzz him when he runs his mouth. About it's crazy. Team? All right. So, like I said, I knew it was bad, but when you put it on paper and you look at it, you realize how, how, how you, it almost is a miracle that this team is eighteen games above five hundred. Are you ready for this?
2: Yeah, give it to me.
1: Kaho Gashioka, <laughs> who everybody said he's not Gary. Okay. The pitchers love throwing to him. He's a better defensive catcher. Sucks. Grades out as one of the worst catchers defensively in the big leagues right now. There you go. Okay. I believe he leads the league in pass balls, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, God. Everybody had a fucking aneurysm every time uh, Gary Sanchez had one last year. And I'm not advocating for Gary to come back to the Yankees. He needed to go. Okay. This is not a Gary versus Higgy thing. This is a, you guys ran Gary out and you're giving Higgy a pass for all the shit you hated Gary for. Right. And he's in fact worse. 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 Chris, what would I say would be an OPS which would kind of, where's the 100 points you would, over your average? No, not on base percentage. Your OPS, your oh. on base plus slugging. <laughs> what number would you say if you hit at if you have an OPS at this level, you don't belong in the major leagues? Would you say below six hundred? You know, yeah, below six hundred. Right. You know, right. Yeah, right around it's like said. maybe six twenty five ninety in yeah. that range. Okay, Chris. If you're the starting catcher for the New York Yankees, your OPS should not be four twenty seven. It's unbearable. Four twenty seven, and yeah. He's not a He plays at least half the games, guys. Give me a fucking break here. Everybody's arguing with me about this. He plays at least half the games. The Yankees have not demoted him to playing once a week. He still plays half the games, right. and his OPS is four twenty-seven. You know what? The, you could you could find a beer league. I told this to Pete before we came on. You could find a beer league softball player that could come up here and and hit to a four twenty-seven OPS. And Kyle Higashioka is. Half of the starting is basically half the starting catcher right He's now. He's starting okay. catcher
2: B. The starting catcher A, starting catcher B. Okay,
1: Aaron Hicks, O-B- OPS of five fifty nine. <laughs> this is that your doesn't surprise me. Center fielder. This is you're talking about. Look at guys that have patrol center field in Yankee history: Joey D, Mickey Mantle, Bernie Williams. He has an OPS of 559, but he's an elite walker, right? Okay. Yeah. Joey Gallo, the one thing you, could, you thought this guy was going to come up here that he at least was going to do for you is get on base, hit home runs. So you would say by, by default he'd have an OPS in the high 700s. By default, 570.
2: <laughs> Unbearable.
1: It's 570. It's not
2: sustainable.
1: IKF outpaces these guys by thirty-five points. His OPS is six hundred five.
2: Why?
0: You have
1: four guys that are hitting under what it you would is. consider acceptable to be a major league baseball player. Um, you have four of them in the starting lineup.
0: IKF, IKF is the only one that qualifies for like the league leader stand, uh, you know, leaderboards or whatever. IKF would is twentieth on on the OPS for the worst. He's the twentieth worst OPS. Um,
1: <laughs> Why Hicks, doesn't Gala Hicks,
0: and Hicks, Hicks would, qualify? Because they didn't. They just haven't had the uh, enough amount of games to qualify. But really, thirty one played appearances per team games played. Hicks Hicks and Gala would be right in at, right, right at ten, and Higashioka would be in the lead by almost a hundred. Points. Gasmani <laughs> Grandal is the leader oh, of the qualifiers. Can He's you tell me at
2: five oh four? Do you have the, the whole list up, right? Of all yeah, the qualifiers, yeah. Just catchers or no, every, it's everyone. Not, okay, so can you tell me where Carlos Correa stands? Uh he probably
0: doesn't qualify yet. He doesn't because
1: he was on the IL, he doesn't yeah. qualify. What probably about would. uh
2: Seeger?
0: Uh let me see one second. You're talking about Corey Seager? Yeah. He would be, uh, seven forty-one.
2: What about um,
0: seven? Correa is, is on the list, seven fifty-one.
2: What
1: about um? I mean, these aren't great numbers.
2: No, they're not great, but no. they're they're way better than, than what we got. I, Stor- I
1: mean, Trevor story has definitely got to be approaching eight hundred with the way he's been on fire lately. Now, right,
2: right? Do, now, right. Do me a favor. You don't have to do it right away, but eventually, if you could pull up uh the errors leaders in okay. the major leagues.
1: I believe I think we already know the answer. I think I because I can't lead the team in errors, right?
2: Yeah, but he can't be the leader because he, we got him for the for the defense. He's great defensively.
1: So I wanna narrow it down. If you want let's start with the biggest disappointments. Let's I wanna narrow it down to these four guys. Pete said is, uh,
2: stories at seven fifty five, by the
1: way. I, I so I knew he was he was climbing towards eight hundred with how hot he's been. Yeah. Out of these four guys which one has been the biggest disappointment for you? For me, I
2: know a lot of people want to just jump right to Gallo, but Hicks has been up Man, in dude. so many big spots. I it can't it's not even close for me. It's, it's Aaron Hicks. It's not even
0: close. Aaron Hicks by a mile. It's not even close. it's not even his bat that's bothering uh, his bat has been awful. It's the way he's playing the outfield that has been the most frustrating part of his game to watch him be so uh passive. With 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 coming in on a ball and letting IKF catch the they should just they should just stick IKF out in center field and let him play center field. The amount of times I've seen Hicks let him get a ball that is clearly
2: his that he needs to take command of. It just that's not a center fielder. Well, dude, the way he strikes out with like his awful swings and then slamming the helmet, whatever, it transcends into the outfield. When he's out Mm. there, he he lets balls drop the same way he swings and misses at balls. He just looks completely defeated. Yeah, like he doesn't know where he is.
1: I want to say this about Hicks yesterday, right? He came up in two spots later in the game, runners in scoring position, and he smoked the ball twice one liner, uh, liner to third baseman. And then he hit that ball that Walls made a great play on uh, up the middle. They both would have netted runs for the Yankees, uh, but they didn't. And I tweeted, I said, he's been bad. He's been too bad for too long for me to feel sorry for him now.
2: It, did Aaron Boone, uh, I don't know if you heard any of
1: the post game, but I didn't hear any did he give game. his
2: bullshit answer of, you know, Hicks has been swinging uh, a better bat? We, I, I, we think he's close.
1: Just, I literally just said I didn't hear any of the post game. Okay. We think he's close. I mean, he. Wrong. I, it, I mean, would it surprise me if he said that? Look, yes. Was the approach better? Yes. I mean, I'm. Ha- you're not happy with the result, but you're <laughs> happy that he actually had decent at bats in those spots. I mean, you. I, with Aaron Hicks, you got to take baby steps, right? Yeah. He's been, he, you want to, You talked about Garrett Cole against Franco there, where it was non competitive at bat. We've seen Hicks come up with runners in scoring position and a guy that's an elite walker who sees four point, fuck mm. your mother, plate appearances <laughs> per at bat. Oh. It, it strikes out in three pitches and he's swinging, he swings that one up that he needs a ladder to, to reach, he needs one that he needs to, uh, to dig out in the dirt, you know? So for him to hit the ball twice hard and would run his scoring position. Hard. Congratulations, Aaron. Like seriously. And I don't think oh. I don't think but you have to take baby steps now. Bat.
0: Yeah. Sorry, Chris. I was just gonna I was just gonna fill fill in that Aaron Boone quote on the uh oh let me uh-huh. hear you it. Gotta, on the Hicks hit Taylor Walls play.
1: It oh, a, his name is Taylor? Uh-huh.
0: Yes, Taylor. It was a great at-bat and a great play, Aaron Boone said. That's it.
2: Well, it's better than than his normal bullshit. But wait, oh, never mind. No, that's not. That's not. Never mind. Keep going. What were we? Uh, what was I saying? I wait, I, I was cutting you yeah, off. I feel
0: like he's. I feel like he's pressed in certain situations. Controlling the strike zone has been a hallmark, though, in his career. And at times recently, he's tried to chase that hit a little bit. That can get you in trouble as a hitter. Sometimes you want it so bad, you start playing into the hands of the pitcher
2: we are going to start banging okay so
0: here's my I mean, thing and
1: there's other times when you just it's are just not good okay yeah well oh, wait, here he, oh never mind never mind here, here's <laughs> my sorry. thing
2: right i don't think you need to take baby steps with hicks anymore for two reasons one he's been here long enough mm. right there's no more baby steps give me what we're supposed to get i'm not going to take baby steps if he if he gets a fucking single i'm not going to sit there and be like okay Okay, Hicks, I, you know, I'm feeling a little better about you. Maybe next time you get a double. No, like you should be getting fucking hits once in a while, dude. It's better than what you're doing now. And the second reason I'm not going to take baby steps with him is because when you come into a season making a claim that you're going to be a 30-30 player and then you come out and do what you're doing, there's no more baby steps. Give me the 30-30 player. Where is he?
0: You're right, man. You wanted I mean, to open dude, your
2: fucking mouth. He doesn't exist. Right, dude. He
0: doesn't think what?
2: He doesn't exist.
0: Right? He really because doesn't. That, that's 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 the biggest thing is that he he had a whole like fucking press tour before the season started. He had, there's there's like three or four different quotes from him saying how how he was going to come out, how this team was going to perform. What they were going, what their mindset was going to be in all of this, and and now oh, look the at Rangers these missed
1: results. Missed a fucking great chance there. Yeah, yeah, right. and
2: you know what, right? I, <laughs> okay. you know, I don't necessarily, I don't mind when players come out and they're confident and they want to, they want to be confident about how they're going to produce. But there's ways Aaron to Aaron do Hips, that though. other than to make a claim of something that you're never, you've never even been close to.
1: Oh, right. three nothing, Rangers. Did they score? ranges three nothing i'm behind
2: i'm behind too
1: why am i I, because i'm watching on my phone you're watching we're watching on our phones i'm watching on my computer okay well last week when we were watching the yankees you were like fucking four pitches ahead of me
3: yeah wow they get just a wide open from the future
1: well i don't know what the hell happened to to the uh the hurricane scully it was like dead on the fucking ice for like three Uh, minutes this is a backup you know
0: they've the the Canes have won six straight game sevens. Uh,
1: so. okay, we're, okay, well, hold on. Man, oh, they win this. Tonight, I, right. I mean, if, if this one, there's gonna be a lot of unhappy Ranger fans, bro. You can't pull a three-nothing lead halfway through a game here, bro. No, right. Not in a game seven. Now I must have rolled his Chad and plays hockey now. You know? Maybe that's last
0: time when's the last time a New York uh, I guess they did it in the first round. I was gonna say won a game seven. But they they literally just did it last round.
1: All okay, right, so what are we talking about, Aaron Hicks? That oh, he sucks? Yeah, uh-huh. he sucks.
2: He doesn't
0: exist.
1: All right. Well, he exists, and he's going to exist for a while because I tweeted this after the game on Saturday that the Yankees need to realize that he – I mean, I, I again, I don't know what they watch versus what we watch. What positive value does he bring to this team right now? And shut. please, don't tell me that he walks, okay? Don't tell me that he walks. He, he doesn't walk what? anymore. What positive value does Aaron Hicks bring to this ball club yeah I mean we did we, we went through the checklist a couple of weeks ago of all the things I consider that a good player does and he does none of them
2: yeah christian if you if you just strip it down to ask that question on Aaron Hicks, the answer is obviously nothing right and then to make matters worse you then ask yourself do the Yankees not have any other options
1: and they really don't they don't uh.
2: I'm sorry. Okay. Well, I wasn't even thinking about Gardy, but A, I'd much rather have Brett Gardner as my center fielder okay, than Aaron Hicks. Okay, Gardner, I don't care what anyone yeah. says. Yeah, okay, Brett got got okay, but I'm sorry. I know Florio came up and it wasn't great, but are are we just never going to. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm over it now at this but point. But yeah, I mean, you might be. Gotten, that's fine. You might be it.
2: over it, but you're just accepting then that he's just not ready, blah, blah, blah. At least prove to me now that he's not ready. It's, uh, better, than, it's the, better than proving to me that you don't care about Aaron Hicks shitting the bed every time he steps on the field.
1: The Yankees, here's, here's what the problem is, right? And I tweeted this also, that the Yankees, if they were dead serious about winning the World Series this year, they would DFA Aaron Hicks because he provides nothing to his ball club. But I also followed it up by saying the Yankees will never designate him for assignment because not only is he owed $40 million roughly He's under contract if you count this season for four more years. Two, three, four, five. He's not a free agent until after twenty twenty-five. Twenty twenty-five. You know how People, you know how never cut they will never cut bait on him. You know how Donaldson
2: was that? part of the trade and it made sense for the twins because we were eating that money? He was just like a th- like a throw in. Like the Yankees weren't the Yankees I think were
1: throwing. I think the Yankees targeted. Him. Yeah, I but I think the him.
2: Yankees were more more focused on getting rid of Sanchez than they were getting uh-huh. Josh Donaldson. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. and they picked up a piece uh-huh. in IKF that they thought was. Uh-huh. Uh, I, think know, it all, I, okay. I think it's all on a level there.
1: I
3: don't think. And, they well, my my, like, my oh, point, oh. point is don't forget Vet. My uh-huh. point
2: is that Aaron Hicks is not going to be a guy that okay you can't DFA him. And you're not just going to trade him and eat some of the money. He's going to be a guy that's going to get traded, be part of a trade where you have to eat some of the money, but it's almost just like they're kind of doing you a favor.
1: Some, all of it.
2: I don't think all of it. That's why I'm saying you have to put him in a trade where you're giving up big prospects or something. And you 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 also have to be like, dude, will you also please take Aaron Hicks and I'll eat a half of it?
1: Anthony Volpe... Uh, who's the other guy? Peraza and Dominguez. But you have to take Hicks and his contract, and the other team is going to go, okay, we'll give you four free hot dogs and four <laughs> free Pepsis next time you come to our stadium because that's how little we value Aaron Hicks. All
2: right. Yeah, come on. If the He's going to be thrown into a trade that's a please-do-me-this-favor trade. That's the only way a team yeah, takes him. Or
0: a swap swap bad contracts trade.
1: I uh, I'd be willing to try oh, okay. it right now.
0: Uh, honestly. But give you me, can't take give me, a fam.
1: You can't. Give me your... Uh, what do you mean you can't? They won't. But give you me can. your
0: 20 million guy for two years and you could take our 10 million guy for three. Something well, like four.
1: that. I mean, that's what the, pro- the problem oh, I mean, is. Four. Is that there's no, there's no short-term <laughs> end to... There's no... That's what the real problem is in talking about trading Aaron Hicks. Is he's 30... What is he, 32 now? There's no short-term end to this where you could say... Well, a team could say, "Well, let's see if we could we could reclamate him for the rest of this year. We have him next year, then another two years. You're still stuck with this yeah, fucking yeah, guy." That's true. Yeah, he's 30, 32,
0: 32 years old.
2: Then, then, I mean, then you have to just pull, rip off the bandaid. That's it. I mean, it.
1: and again, like I said earlier, yeah, dude, right. I, I will, I'll take an L on something if I have to. And we sat here and we said, if Aaron Hicks can be a guy that can come close to what he did in 2018, that was a steal of a contract. But he hasn't been. He's been nowhere near it. Nowhere. And the Yankees just have to be like, hey, you know what? At this point in time, if he magically finds himself out in Arizona or fucking Colorado or wherever the hell he might wind up, or God forbid Boston, that's a risk we need to take because he is killing us right now.
2: Mm. Yeah.
1: And you want to talk about DFA candidates? Joey Gallo's name is on the list. He's definitely a DFA candidate because he's a free agent at the end of the year. The Yankees cannot hit the trade deadline with him still on this ball club. It just can't happen.
2: Yeah, speaking of guys that need to go, I wanted to ask you guys this question. I thought about it today. If mm-hmm. Let's just say Joey Gallo, right? Because this is a walk year for him, right? This is a contract year for him? Yeah. Yes. So let's just say he continues to play every every day that the yankees play him
1: and while stan is out he's gonna
2: and he continues to trend in the path that he's been all season all right bad and let's just say the yankees don't cut ties they just kind of keep moving along with it and he gets worse and worse is it possible that joey gallo never never plays a game of baseball again
1: uh he'll get a shot somewhere next year. Yeah, he'll get a chance. Would it would it be a long term deal? Might it even be on a minor league contract? Yeah, it's maybe. Possible. But like
2: think about that. Before the Yankees got him, I know he was never this big, like average hitter, but he was present. He hit bombs. Right? Yeah, there were a lot yeah. of people excited to get him over here, and he was a big sure. name. You For can't sure. you can't deny name. that fact. Mm-mm. And now he's playing like someone who doesn't belong in
1: Major League Baseball. No, he's on terrible. a contract year. So out of those four guys, right, that I listed, it, I automatically take out Aaron Hicks as the biggest disappointment because I expected nothing out of him. I but okay, I really fair didn't Take him off the list. Kyle Higashioka as a, as bad as he's been. Also, not the biggest disappointment. You want to know why? Because, again, what do the Yankees watch versus what we watch that they decided this guy was going to be the starting catcher this year? Right. I mean, we've all seen it. We said it last year. As soon as Kyle Gashoka took the job from Gary Sanchez, he went back to being a bad baseball player. Right. So, off the list. So, now it, we're, we're down to, for me, IKF and Joey Gallo. Offensively, I think IKF is a career 620-ish, 660, somewhere around there, OPS guy. So for him to be at 605, not that big of a disappointment, right? The problem is that he was brought here to catch everything and make all the plays, and he has been far from shorthanded at shortstop. Mm -hmm. But for me, the biggest disappointment, hands down, is Joey Gallo. And I know a lot of people didn't like Joey Gallo because of his strikeouts. At the very least, I thought Joey Gallo would be a guy in a full year here. Guy can come over here, walk a bunch of times. Maybe he would hit 205, but he have an on base around 340, which is stellar for a guy that hits 205. It hit me 30, 35 home runs. And Chris, I'm sitting here telling you that he should be designated for fucking assignment. Okay. So he is the biggest disappointment for me for this team this year.
2: Yeah. Uh, so far. Definitely. When you put it that way, I have to agree with you because I expect absolutely nothing from Aaron Hicks. I, Although Aaron Hicks is playing much worse than he ever has.
1: oh, well, much worse. But because at place, least
2: leading up into this year, we could say Aaron Hicks was taking better routes to the ball. His arm obviously is not half of what it was, but at least we can say he was a sure thing in the outfield, and you can't say that any anymore but you're right man because cuz here's the thing with Gallo too I know Gallo's a, you know has a great arm but you hold your breath when he's out there too when the ball's hit to him oh yeah i'm not saying he doesn't make great plays and that he can't track down a ball but you still hold your breath
0: and in that Baltimore series he was awful in yeah. the outfield
1: i you know i almost want to give him a pass for that because that was the first time playing with that fucking wall out there. I guess. So ugly.
0: That's fair. But I mean, Andujar's looked like a more competent. He really has. Yeah.
1: I mean, I I mean, you got to sit there and I said this, and I tweeted this facetiously, but I want it. And I I did want the answer like this. I said, talk to me like I'm five years old and explain to me how Miguel Andujar has become a better outfielder than Aaron Hicks has.
2: Well, I tweeted this the (laughs) other day too. This is where the Yankees organization frustrates me to no end that I said, let's just assume Miggy's getting hot and he's starting to swing a good bat and he's playing the outfield the way he is and Aaron Hicks continues to be a waste of space. Mm-hmm. When all these guys get healthy again, guess who's going bye-bye? Miguel Andujar, not Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks isn't going anywhere. He'll be trotted out every day as a starting center fielder and the guy who's actually done something will just go back down to rot in the minor leagues. And it, that's where I'm so sick of, of people and fans telling me that they can't trade prospects for for pieces that will help us win a World Series because A, either they don't pan out or B, the Yankees just abuse their talent and ruin them anyway and
1: waste them. They just waste. I, I said this. I don't know who I was talking to. Maybe I tweeted it. I don't remember, Maybe. but... Miguel Landuhar going to the minor leagues, it's it's pointless at this at this juncture. It really is. Mm-hmm. What more is he gonna do down there? He's already come up here and shown you that he can be an adequate, if not good, major league left fielder. And we know Miggy's back plays. If he gets regular playing time, he's gonna hit. So sending him back down the screen does nothing for him. No, so because you got
2: had, what you wanted, his values up.
1: So if when Stan comes back, when Donaldson comes back. And you need to create a spot on your roster for a position player, trade them. Yep. just trade them. Trade them. Even if it's, we said this team needs bullpen help. Even if it's a guy like a guy that you you, you had to take over like Clay Holmes last year with a five plus year it that you you like the stuff, bring him over and see if you can fix him. Because sending Miguel Andujar I down to down to, try. what the hell was that? Is that right? <laughs> That's what Blake because sending said. Miguel Andujar <laughs> down to AAA again is not only not fair to him, it's pointless because the right. guy doesn't need any more seasoning. He really doesn't.
0: Yeah. yeah, you're right. His next game, he should be in the major leagues for the rest of the year, whether it's for the Yankees or getting traded. I agree with that.
2: It, it If they do that, you're 100% right that the Yankees have no other purpose for him than to just let him rot because at the very least, if they, if they want to trade him, now's the time to do it. Now, Miguel Andujar for the first time since his rookie season actually has some type of value. Yeah. And to send him down completely resets that, in my opinion, it completely resets it. So it will prove him. He can't, but here's the thing. Here's what Cashman will do. He'll say, oh, no, the, the offer wasn't yeah. good enough. So, mm-hmm. so so, now what, Brian? You're going to what? Let him just rot?
1: No, it, I'm going to tell What I was going to say was don't let Miguel Andujar become Clint Frazier where you let him walk <laughs> out the door for absolutely nothing. Right. And right. again, I'm not expecting Clint uh, Miguel Andujar to fetch me something that is going to put this team over the top. But I said, I just said it two minutes ago if it means that you can get a reliever, even if he's got a five-year rate that you think you can reclimate like you did with Clay Holmes, do it. Yeah. Don't, send, don't do that to him anymore because he doesn't deserve it, okay? He went out, and, and a lot of responses to my tweet about talk to me like I'm five years old, how Andujar is better than Hicks now, is because people were saying because Miguel Andujar went down to AAA, busted his ass to become a better baseball player. So if he did that for your organization, I at least have the respect for him to send them somewhere that's going to play him every day. Mm.
2: And and here's the difference between Miguel Andujar and Clint Frazier, in my opinion. Whether you want to say Clint Frazier wasn't given a fair shot or not is doesn't matter right now. What matters is Miguel Andujar got a shot, and not only did he capitalize, he should have won Rookie of the Year, in my opinion. Okay. The only here. reason why Otani won it. Exactly. Uh-huh. That's that's the only reason why, if, if whatever. My point is, when Miggy did get his chance, not only did he capitalize, he was one of the best hitters on the team. And so to just kind of give up on a guy like that when he did go down, bust his ass, f- learn a different position where he's not as much of a liability and can still clearly swing a bat, in an effective way, in a lineup where you have listed off all those guys you just named, Christian, either use them or get okay. rid of them for something. Use them or lose them. Seriously. And and this yeah. is these are the little things that Brian Cashman does that I just can't wrap my head around. Because oh. I'm telling you right now, they're not, they're oh, not going yeah. to
1: trade him. They're not going to trade him. Look, dude. We all—I think we can all figure that one out. I'd be surprised that they traded him. I mean, but I'm he just he will saying. be
2: back down wherever the fuck. Where was he?
1: Scranton. Yeah. Uh, there's things that this there's, there's so there's such simple fixes that could that that could help this team out. Where you don't even have to really do anything. It's like addition by subtraction by getting rid of Aaron Hicks. Addition by subtraction by getting rid of Joey Gallo. And it doesn't even you're the Yankees, dude. So what you got to eat forty million over the next four years? Do you want to win or do you want to worry about? uh, You gave out a bad contract. You know what, Hal? If you're that pissed about it, fire the guy that fucking gave out the contract.
2: Yeah, and that that didn't wasted forty million on Aaron Hicks, but uh, wouldn't come up at all to to save Aaron Judge.
1: I mean, you're pinching pennies with a guy that's going to win the fucking MVP this year. But we got to. I mean, we're, we're going to sit here and have to watch Aaron Hicks for three more years. Right. I mean, it, it's 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 a malfeasance right there. It's, it's total mismanagement. As uh, as Michael Kay likes to say, it's a dereliction of duty right there. <laughs> I fucking hate Michael Kay. Okay. Anyway, so I want to wrap up the show with this. Uh, yes, the Yankees are 18 games over 500. Yes, the Yankees are four games up in the, in the loss column in the AL. So, as we said, not everything is bad. But as we sit here, we, there are things that need to be fixed. This is not a yeah. – somebody came at me and said, what, four games up in the East Memorial Day is not good enough for you? No, it, honestly, it's not. Being the best team in baseball – on Memorial Day is not good enough for me. Being the best team in baseball after the World Series is what I'm fucking striving for right now. So yeah, I'm going to point out this team's flaws. I'm going to point out that this team has four guys in the everyday lineup that have OPSs that wouldn't that, that don't bull, that you don't belong in the major leagues with these OPSs. Positives. This rotation has exceeded all my expectations right now. By and far. that's what Garrett. And that's what Garrett Cole being the worst pitcher in this rotation. Yeah, that's a little bit bad for Garrett Cole on the bad side of Garrett Cole. But that's also four huge giant plus check marks in in the positive for the other guys in this rotation. And you have to be fair about that. All four of those guys outside of Cole have gone way above and beyond uh, expectations in my mind. Okay, because we all had things that we were worried about with these guys and they're pitching above those those expectations right now.
0: Yeah, and just so I one still, more positive. One more positive is okay. fuck, Clay Holmes. Yeah, dude, so good, dude.
2: That nasty. Sinker, that's the best pitcher sinker, pitch in baseball, right there. It is. He allowed
1: it's, it's run. The most he's a most pitch in baseball. He's a, he allowed to run on opening day, and he's not allowed to run since.
2: It's phenomenal, unbelievable, man. And I just want to so I, I just want to point something out that you know people might get frustrated or say we're we're bitching and complaining about a team wow. that's four games up, best best record in baseball. But the thing is we're looking at this team on Memorial day and it's actually a compliment to the team because we're seeing a a team win despite some of these flaws. And we're starting the world series is becoming more realistic. And Mm -hmm. when we have, when we're, when we're the best team in baseball on Memorial day, you can't help but to think you need to keep this going. You need, you have an opportunity here to keep tacking on wins and getting to a place that you haven't been to in 12 years, 13 years. Yep, and so this is what needs to happen for that to all come to fruition and for them to be where they want to be when the season's yeah. over look your expectations
0: should be high if you root for the New York Yankees that the 2010s was the first decade that this team did not make it to a World Series yeah, it's in crazy franchises history it's time to get back there uh-huh. so so that's our expectations it's, uh-huh. it is it is we do point out the negatives a lot it's it's annoying but you know it's just a realistic view of of where this team's at right now
1: i want this team to win a world series so i mean i i, I want to, them to improve the areas that need to be improved on i would still if if it was me if i was brian cashman there's no prospect in my system anthony volpe uh, jason dominguez it doesn't matter that is keeping me from getting a guy with the way this team did you want to talk about last year you know we we There's things that you can look at throughout the course of the year, right? Does a team deserve to have reinforcements put on it to make that run? You can actually make the argument that despite the fact that Rizzo's, even though Rizzo's been cold the last couple of weeks, that I love Anthony Rizzo and I'm so happy that he's a Yankee. Even We don't have to go down. We just take the fact that Anthony Rizzo's here. I love him and I'm glad that he's here. Okay, and uh, Joey Gallo, the Yankees needed a slugging left handed outfielder and they went out and they got those two things. Right. But you can make the argument that the Yankees, the 2021 team did not deserve that the way that they performed. The 2022 team, the way they've gone out there, despite some of these things that we pointed out, and the fact that they have this record on Memorial Day, they deserve the organization's backing of going out there and plugging these holes and giving them the best opportunity to win a World Series. Well, they des- they have earned that. Well,
2: right you now. know, Juan Soto is going to be available. Is Juan <laughs> Soto a guy that that is someone you plug in and and is that guy that helps you? Not helps you, but uh, is he yeah. that is he that piece this year? You plug him in, this team's it.
1: Chris, I will fit. Oh I will. God. I will personally drive each and every okay. Patriot to the fucking
2: okay airport Thank you. That just sets up my next. <laughs> that just sets up my next point is that you know that's coming. You know he's he's going to be available, and you know Brian Cashman, if he's even somewhat competent at his job, is going to talk with the with with the Nationals.
1: Yeah, and, but they're gonna start. They're gonna go, eh, and he's gonna go. No.
2: Okay, exactly. So is that is that acceptable to you? No, it's not acceptable. no, no way! If if they're if he if that
0: guy's available, go get Juan Soto. Jesus.
1: truck, Medina, uh, Volpe, Peraza, Dominguez. Load them a, all up, dude. In a, just give them Chris, the whole, you for a Give living, them the whole
0: bro. organization.
1: Put those five guys in one of those vans you sell. Drop them off that fucking <laughs> at Newark. And have him and and what's the (laughs) airport down in D.C.? I'll pay for the fucking flight, okay? If it meant getting Juan Soto. I think it's is it George
2: Bush? No, it's Texas. Um, yeah. So that's gonna happen. Cashman's gonna gonna let it go, and he's gonna he's gonna blow that one. And Juan Soto could have been a guy to fill in one of those gaps, and it's not gonna happen.
1: There should and there should be nobody that stands in the way of getting a player. That you think is going to you, you can never guarantee it. We know that, but to give you the best opportunity to win the World Series this year, there should be nobody standing in the way. Okay, and if you punt it on this shortstop class for Volpe, and now what's a Juan Soto is a realistic option, and they want Anthony Volpe, you cannot make that mistake twice. The key, this is twenty. This guy's twenty-five years old. One of the top twenty players in the sport. He hasn't even hit his fucking prime yet. Okay. Yeah. And he's still under control for another year. But I just want so. to be on
2: the same page. You know he's going to blow it, right?
1: Oh, he's going to blow it. You know Cashman's
2: not going to do it. He's Juan Soto's going to... That's it. Nah, yeah. It's not going to happen yeah. is what I'm saying.
1: I understand that. I'm, t- I'm speaking to you as what I. What they need to do versus yeah. what they are going to do is, is two totally different things.
2: Oh, how the, t- how the tables have turned. Uh-huh. Right, I don't know if you have the super chat up, but I'll just read it real quick. Edward Breen, uh, thanks for the super chat. He said, "If you, I never
1: heard of you before. I never heard of you
2: before, Edward Breen. Okay, Uh,
1: thank you. If you,
2: if you get Soto, is that them telling you they let Judge walk and sign Soto, or trade your system just for two years and change? Yes, yeah. No, it's not. It's not Judge. It doesn't mean Judge walks. Judge should never walk.
1: It's not one or the other. It's It's not or. It's and." Yes, it's not Ooh. or, it's and. When, when that report came out a few weeks ago that people were like, well, if you get Soto, you, that means no judge. No, no, no. You still have Soto for two years before you have to worry about paying him. So pay Aaron Judge, and then when it's time to pay Juan Soto, then we'll worry about that because you won't have a role as Chapman and Zach Britton and, God willing, Aaron Hicks and some of these other guys still on the books that you can afford. But- on top of that, you're the fucking Yankees. We shouldn't even be talking about this.
2: Because who's going to be here if you're not going to sign Judge? If you're not going to get Juan Soto? If if Cole's out of his prime? If Stanton's going to be out of his prime? Who's going to be here when Volpe comes up?
1: Who's uh, going to uh, be here? Time, uh, well, you want to talk? We didn't bring his name up, but I mean, DJ Lemayo has been disappointing. Uh, Huge Jankin, disappointment. Uh, Ryan's definitely yanked to that one oh, a right. few times. I okay.
3: Don't I don't right. <laughs>
2: So it looks like uh, in the chat the Yanks are getting some help today. It looks like the the Red Sox are well on their way to yeah, losing. well on their way to losing, and to, uh, the uh, Rays are down five two. So
1: uh, also just a minor maneuver, a couple of minor maneuvers the Yankees made. Even talk about bullpen help. They've re-signed uh, Shane Green, who Chris's favorite player for sure.
2: Oh yeah, he's one of my most hated. But he's
1: back. He was on the Tigers, uh, was... right? At some point, I don't know if that was his last. Yeah, I think was it was at the break, he was their last. closer. I feel the, like was he in the DD? Trade? He was, it was a three team trade. The Tigers got uh, Tigers got Shane Green, I believe it was a DD Gregoria steal, or was it? Do I know why a, I hated
2: Shane Green? He was their closer for a while, and I remember one game in like the middle of the summer where he closed it out against the Yankees and he celebrated like it, it like he just won yeah. a World Series. Yeah, okay. all right.
1: It was game seven, all right, okay. But he's back. Uh, who else did the Yankees bring back just recently? Okay, I don't remember. Uh, Matt Carpenter's here. I mean, Jesus Christ! Uh, yeah, <laughs> he had a big home run the other day. Right, sparked a rally in, in the first game that he was here with, with a hit by pitch. Okay, you know. So
2: uh, Cashman doesn't I mean, have enough t- TJ guys available anymore, so he's going after 2015 All Stars.
1: Yeah, I know, right. Uh, but to close out the show, I do. We talk about positives. Obviously, the starting rotation. Obviously, Clay Holmes. To me, a surprising positive, and you guys can argue me on this. It's Ben Glerbert Torres. Yeah,
2: yeah. Hey, we t- we were texting this the other day, man. He's completely. He's not fully there, but you can tell you're watching a guy who's at least on the path to. To being that guy again that we expected to have,
1: he's already matched his home run total from last year. He's come up with a couple Unreal. of big hits so far this year. Average OPS don't, aren't sexy, but he hasn't played a bad second base. It's almost uh, he's almost you can almost say he's played a good second base. <laughs> well, you know, compared gonna,
2: to compared to the shortstop, I
1: yeah, mean, Glover Glaber, to his I mean, honestly, start. dude. I mean, you know, at times Glaber's going to have his head up his ass, and you're just going to he's going to have a fucking brain fart and completely. Blow something, mm. but I mean, mm. you, you gotta give him a little, uh, okay, you gotta give him a little praise here. I think he's played really well so far this okay. year, especially considering that we sat here before the season started and talked about this guy was fucking washed at what is he, 26 years old? So, yeah, yeah, he, I mean, he I gotta took, give a little
0: took b- he took it
2: pretty, pretty hard this offseason. Yeah, he did. We, we so fucking I give, right, a
1: little, I'll give a little bit of a positive praise to Guevara yeah.
2: Torres, and and I gotta. Shout out, Judge, man. I mean, I know he's in a little bit of a slump right now, but
0: home run yesterday. Uh-huh.
2: This guy shout
0: outs now. I kind of like. We should end every show Do a little, yeah, dude, a little you shout should. outs,
2: dude. <laughs> it, every every time the ball clears the wall, I just can't help but to think how stupid the Yankees much, are going to be. How
1: much, how much smaller how burns PP gets? When Seriously,
2: it's in. It's inward now. It's it's going in.
1: He's like a turtle in a shell. now. Yes,
2: it's in. It's in. How big is your deck? Negative three.
1: Yeah. It went in. Right. I've been so emasculated by the fact I won't pay this guy who I <laughs> built a shrine for. Okay. Right. Gas is expensive for my yacht. <laughs> um hope it looks, the weather looks nice for Saturday. I'd be going to my first game of the year on Saturday against nice. the Tigers. Have fun. Have fun. Thank you. Okay. But uh, just so everybody, trigger warning, uh, the Yankees are on Apple TV Friday. Okay. Jesus on Apple Christ. TV Friday. Fuck. And uh, they're on the cock on Sunday morning at 1130. Okay. Oh so they'll God. be on Peacock uh, on Sunday. Yeah, they're on Peacock on Sunday this morning This has got to stop. 11:30. I'm sorry.
2: So
0: yeah. if anybody needs a good a streaming website, just uh, to show, <laughs> yep. hit, hit me in my uh, DMs.
1: Yeah, DM Ryan. No dick pics. Just, just this is just,
0: ridiculous now. I mean, he could take one or two he could take a hundred
2: DMs at once because he's now got the tabs getting, going.
0: Yeah. I got a bunch of tabs open, but now we're going on a Peacock network.
2: Yeah, what's next, hey, Paramount? What do you expect here from people? Don't
1: give them any ideas, dude. Yeah, but I shit. do. I, hey I do guys. Hey guys. I do have Paramount.
2: Hey guys, so. we really need to get more people watching the game. So let's. Let's yeah. put them on twenty different streaming services so no one knows where they're playing. Yeah, and then let's, uh, let's and put also the and let's also give CBS. yeah. Let's give them an off day on uh, Memorial Day for sure, and let's yeah. let's yeah. check in uh, Fourth of July, please. Let's give them off. Crazy, it's See, really. I, to honestly,
1: I I'll play the heel here. I don't really care. Uh, I don't feel I didn't feel bad for anybody that that couldn't watch them on Amazon Prime because I mean, like we're Americans, dude. I mean, I'm just stunned. anybody doesn't have Amazon Prime. But I will. I will say that I, I understand people's aggravation. People watch week.
2: games in different posi- in different places in their house, though. Like it's a nice day. Maybe you have a backyard uh, TV, but you don't have Amazon Prime on there.
1: Then um, what? You don't. You don't have an iPad. It should, you know, look, you if you Amazon want phone.
2: more people to watch the games, you should be making it easier for them to watch but the games.
1: I'm going to say this. I understand the utter aggravation that people are going to face this weekend. That you're going to go. Apple TV and Peacock in the same series. Stupid. Now, okay. Some somebody here uh, hooked me up, so I, I have Apple TV right now. Okay, so thank you. Right? <laughs> okay, I have I have Peacock only because that's where they moved the WWE Network to. If they didn't do that, I wouldn't have Peacock. So uh, I would be I would understand how people would be upset over that because who the f- who has fucking Peacock? You know, really? Yeah. Huh? Cock. All right. I can't. I can't. Before before we close
2: out, (laughs) Rasan Thompson, thanks for the super chat. He said, My brothers, Yankees have to trade Gallo and DFA Hicks just right off the loss. Yankees won't win the division with them in the lineup. Sorry, not sorry. Can't disagree. Uh, DFA both of them if you want.
1: I don't know what they're going to get for Joey Gallo. Like,
2: honestly, no, it, it will be more of a disappointment to see what you get in return than just letting him go.
1: Because Joey Gallo in a walk year, where are you going to try? Is a contender going to take Joey Gallo? Mm, Joey no. Gallo in a walk year, right? So where where is his where is his landing spot in a walk year? You would say, well, left handed slugger uh, to to a contender, but what team that has worlds that besides the Yankees are stupid enough to. That has a World Series aspiration, playoff aspiration, is gonna play Joey Gallo every day in their outfield.
2: No one, especially not a division rival, because they love Joey Gallo being in our lineup. He's a fucking easy out for their pitchers.
1: And a bad team, you know, a team that is going nowhere this year, what's the point of them bringing in Joey Gallo for a couple of months? There isn't one. So the Yankees' options for Joey Gallo, if he doesn't turn it around, is to release him. It's just as simple as that. And that's
2: why I asked the question Does he, if he gets released, does he play another day of baseball for the rest of his life in yeah, a, yeah, I mean, in a serious think,
1: think manner? He'll, he'll, uh, he'll definitely, definitely. I think it. he'll wind up somewhere. Well, right. what's
2: changing in the, in the next year? You think Joey Gallo is not going to demand some type of money the here? shift, the shift.
1: Not if he gets DFA, would bro, I'm what is he going to demand? I mean, that's going to be hard for him mm-hmm. to, to sit there and be like, yeah, I'm a $15 million a year guy, but you had a five eighty OPS with the Yankees and they let you go. Like that's my argument against him. If yeah. I'm a, General Manager, you know, yeah,
2: easy, easy <laughs> argument to win.
1: So uh, look ahead. The Angels are in town uh, this week. As the Yankees start a homestand? Uh, so it's three with the Angels. Otani is uh, listed as the pitcher for Thursday. Okay, so I know a lot of people are going to be like, Otani, I love you. Good. So it's going to be uh, Tuesday. Is uh, Monty versus uh, Noah Syndergaard, who's having a good again? You know. I don't. I hate getting down this road, but Syndergaard was a guy I thought the Yankees should have taken a flyer on for one year, having a good year with the Angels, three hundred eight ERA. Uh, Nasty Nestor's back on the bump against Detmers on Wednesday. These are all seven hundred five starts, and then Tyone against Ohtani on uh, Thursday. that should and then be a fun Ty- matchup. Yeah. And then the Tigers are in town. So uh, Angels Angels on that. a five-game skid right now. Yeah. Right. Game so got to okay. make it eight. Okay. Got to make All it right. eight. He's got to, at minimum, have a four-and-two homestand here. Okay, that's, just, that's my opinion. Oh, four-nothing Rangers, 16 yeah, minutes just to scored. go. Wow. 16 minutes to go. Rangers are 16 awesome. minutes away from the Eastern Conference Finals. And there's this one guy that follows me on Twitter who's a huge Islander fan who – who hates the Rangers and he hates them in such a like a wimpy bitchy manner that I'm like I rooted for the Rangers just because I wanted to see that guy miserable. Okay, nice. Okay? So we'll Dangerous. be back if we look at the schedule. I would say tentatively scheduling uh, live shows the next two weeks because the Yankees have. Uh, the next two Mondays also look for that the next two Mondays. We'll be back live on NYY news TV. So thank you to everybody that was in the chat here uh, on Memorial day. You might be a little buzz, a little hungover again. Thank you to our veterans who make the ultimate sacrifice for us to be able to do things like this, to like have a podcast ripping a team that's 18 games over 500. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you to everybody. Uh, not only our veterans, but our fans here uh, that, that continually support the show. Uh, the event's coming up on June 25th. It'll be here before you know it. It's pinned to our profile at nyystpodcast. Please go check it out, man. We're going to be going over 100 people so far right now, including the nyyst, the fellas, and her family in a fucking bus. Come meet us, come meet everybody At the NYY News TV team on the 25th, and go to patreon.com/slash/NYYST for exclusive content and shows during the week. Um, Yes, again, thank you very much for listening to episode 284 of the NYYST podcast. Any parting words, fellas?
0: Mm -mm.
1: All right, SGR,
0: go Yanks.
1: Chris, say goodbye. NYYST. this is New York, Yankee Sports Talk
0: yep. Swinging for the fences, knock it out the park This is New York, Yankee Sports Talk <laughs> Christian and Chris, of course SGR This is New York, Yankee Sports Talk Call me New York, Yankee Sports Talk Record, rain and shine Grab your shades and umbrellas N-Y-Y-S-T You're hanging with the fellas